Hello everyone and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts. Let's learn some English. Hello, welcome, good to see you all. As you can see from the title of today's stream, we are talking about British citizenship. British citizenship and how you become a British citizen. So one of the parts of becoming a British citizen is you have to take a British citizenship test. And I have found some questions online uh, that are questions that you will find in a British citizenship test. So today it's not so much about language, it's more about vocabulary and about facts about the United Kingdom. These are questions that you would get asked to become a British citizen. Um, so obviously when you want to become a British citizen, there are a couple of conditions you have to fulfill. Uh, to fulfill a condition means that there are certain points that they want you to achieve before they say, yes, you can do this. And these are the conditions to becoming a British citizen if you are from abroad originally. So the first thing is you have to be over 18 to apply to become a British citizen. You have to prove you were in the UK exactly five years before the day the Home Office received your application. So basically it means you have to have been living in the UK for at least five years. Um, you have to prove your knowledge of either English, Welsh or Scottish Gaelic. So these are languages accepted in the UK, uh, official languages of the UK. Uh, and so you have to prove that you can speak one of these languages well. Uh, you have to have passed the Life in the UK test which we are about to start doing some questions from the Life in the UK test. You have to show that you plan to stay in the UK uh, and you have to be of good character. So I think this means you have to show that you're not planning to break any laws or, um, or do bad things for the country. Um, so, good to see you all. Hello Anna, Samaye, Sonia, Karen, uh, Aziza, there's so many in the chat. Um, so very, very good to see you all. Um, so welcome to the stream, everyone. Uh, and I hope you enjoy some of these questions and that you at least learn a little bit about the UK. Uh, so a lot of the questions are to do with British citizenship, in a way, uh, British history, British culture, um, also modern Britain and how Britain works. So let's start with question number one. Which landmark is a prehistoric monument which still stands in the English county of Wiltshire? Um, which landmark is a prehistoric monument which still stands in the English county of Wiltshire? Is it Stonehenge, Hadrian's Wall, Offa's Dyke or Fountains Abbey? Uh, Cordy, oh I can't become English due to my bad character. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure how they work out what a bad character is or not. I think it's probably based on sort of your criminal past, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I would say if you're, you know, a big drug baron, then maybe they won't let you become a British citizen. But <laughs> um, good to see you all. Hello, Aziza. You've had a bit of a break. So good to see you after three months. Very, very nice. Um, very good to see you all. Um, and yes, lots of, uh, lots of, so many people in the stream today. I can't believe it, it's a busy one. Uh, very good everyone if you said Stonehenge. Now Stonehenge is the right answer. Stonehenge is a prehistoric monument. Uh, prehistoric means that it was built before 
historical records began, so there's no writing from that time to say exactly what happened. It's all history that humans have had to work out from the evidence that they find. So prehistoric means um, before written history existed. Uh, so it's all things that people have figured out. And Stonehenge is quite an amazing, it's quite an amazing monument really, in Wiltshire, not too far from where I'm from originally. Next question. What is the name of the admiral who died in a sea battle in 1805 and has a monument in Trafalgar Square, London? What is the name of the admiral who died in a sea battle in 1805 and has a monument in Trafalgar Square in London? Was his name Cook, Drake, Nelson or Raleigh? What was his name? Which admiral was it? So there's a famous landmark in London, uh, and it's in Trafalgar Square, which is a big square in the middle of the centre of London, uh, and he is standing on a very, very tall column. Uh, so this person is standing on a very, very tall column, and of course we are talking about Nelson, Admiral Nelson, and he is there is a monument to him still in Trafalgar Square in London. He is standing on top of Nelson's Column, we call it. So Nelson's Column is the main monument in Trafalgar Square in London. He was an admiral uh, in the British Navy, so this means someone quite high up in the British Navy, which of course is the sort of boat military, as it were. Um, and, of course, he won many sea battles, so when boats would still fight each other back in the past. Now, in 1801, a new version of the official flag of the United Kingdom was created. What is it often called? In 1801, a new version of the official flag of the United Kingdom was created. What is it often called? So this is the flag of the UK. Uh, you can still see it. It's sort of blue, white and red, blue background, red cross, and then another red and white cross going that way. Uh, so quite a complicated fla flag actually. Um, and uh, it was created in 1801, and because it combines the flags of different parts of the United Kingdom. Um, God, people from everywhere today, people from all over the world, love to see you from Egypt, from Colombia, from Spain. Welcome to the stream, everyone. Good to see you. So, in 1801, a new version of the flag, and it is called the Union Jack. The Union Jack. This is the Union Jack. So we also have the uh, St. George's Cross, which is the flag of England, but not the flag of the United Kingdom. So this is the Union Jack, and it looks like this. Blue background, red and white cross that way, red and white cross that way. So it's quite a complicated flag. Uh, the Union Jack. Which of these sporting events was hosted in London in 2012? The Commonwealth Games, the Cricket World Cup, the European Football Championship, or the Paralympic Games? Which of these sporting events was hosted in London in 2012? The Commonwealth Games, the Cricket World Cup, the European Football Championship or the Paralympic Games? Which one do we think it is? 
Let's see how we do. A lot of British people are very proud of this year, of the 2012, um, because a lot of different things happened in the UK. And one of them was, ding, 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 the Paralympic Games, which of course is held at the same time as the Olympic Games. So in London we had the Olympics in 2012, and then straight after we also had the Paralympics, which is a sort of the same style of sport as the Olympics, but for people with physical and learning disabilities. Um, so here you can see the Paralympic Games, uh, which was also a fantastic sporting event. Very inspiring, I think, to watch the Paralympic Games. Uh, and very good, that was a hard question. Um, but yes, we had the Paralympic Games in London in 2012. Uh, so well done, everyone. Next question. The second largest party in the House of Commons is usually known by what name? So the House of Commons is the, the sort of chamber where the British politicians do their work. So the British politicians meet in Parliament and they debate and they vote. Uh, so this is where they make a lot of decisions for the country. And the second largest party, so the party that is not running the country, what are they called? Are they called the Senate, the Opposition, the Lords, or the other side? So you'll have the main party, the party that people voted for, and then the second largest party would be the party that are sort of against them. So I'll give you a clue. The UK is currently run by a Conservative government, and the second biggest party are the Labour Party. The second biggest party are the Labour Party. So what do we call the Labour Party at the moment? Ooh, it was another difficult question. And I can see why a lot of you have answered, Lords. I can understand. I'll explain. So it's called the opposition. The opposition. So on one side, you have the ruling party. So in this picture, the Conservatives. On the left, uh, in the picture, not politically. And on the right, we have the Labour Party, who are the opposition. Um, and they're called the opposition because they are the main party challenging this party. And they have very sort of angry and heated debates. British politics is very loud and very sort of angry. <laughs> very different to what you would imagine. Uh, so the Lords are actually a different house. So they're not the House of Commons, they're in the House of Lords. Uh, and they have a different function. So the main party would be the leading party. Uh, and then we have the, um, the opposition are the second biggest party. Uh, Diana J, hi Max. I confess I know a lot of details about the UK because of my love of One Direction. <laughs> I used to believe I was British just for them. Fair enough, fair enough, One Direction. Who knew that they did so much for British culture? Uh, next question, which flower is associated with England. Which flower is associated with England? So each part of the UK and the British Isles has a flower associated with them. And so the flowers are a shamrock, a rose, a daffodil, and a thistle. Well, which flower is associated with England? So Scotland has a flower, Wales has a flower, um, Ireland has a flower-ish. And England has a flower. So which is 
associated with which country. So very good if you said a rose, because a daffodil is associated with Wales, the daffodil is the Welsh flower, the thistle is the Scottish flower, the shamrock is the Irish plant, and the rose is the English one. So we call it the English rose. You will often see it on English sporting teams, like the English rugby team. Uh, sometimes the English football team might have a rose somewhere. Uh, usually they have lions. Um, but yes, the English rugby team, for example, has a rose on it, the English rose. Um, Melise, I did not expect rose. Yes, rose is the English national flower. Um, daffodil is the Welsh one. Which of these is a British overseas territory? Which of these is a British overseas territory? The Falkland Islands, Hawaii, or Ireland? That means this is, the whatever this is, is sort of part of the United Kingdom. Um, or rather, it's a territory that belongs to the United Kingdom. So is it the Falkland Islands, Hawaii, or Ireland? It's quite a difficult question as well. You're doing very well, everyone, though. Really, really good. So, <laughs> everyone's so shocked about the rose. <laughs> I, th I, thought that was, I thought that was quite known, but a lot of you are very, very shocked about the rose. Um, very, very interesting. So, which is a British overseas territory? The Falkland Islands, Hawaii, or Ireland? Uh, very good if you said the Falkland Islands. So, the Falkland Islands are all the way by Argentina. Uh, they're all the way in the bottom by Argentina. Um, and yes, they sort of are kind of part of the United Kingdom. There was often a disagreement between the UK and Argentina about which, which country these islands belong to. Um, but they are British overseas territory, so when you go to the Falkland Islands, people there speak English um, and they have British sort of post boxes and British phone boxes and British food and yeah, all the way in the Falkland Islands, very, very far away from the UK. You sort of can't get much further away from the UK really. Uh, so the Falkland Islands are part of British overseas territory. Ireland is its own country. It is not part of the United Kingdom and Hawaii is part of the United States. Next question. How often are general elections held in the UK? So a general election is when the people decide who leads the country. So we all go and we all vote. Um, we all go and we all vote for who we want to lead the country. Usually it's either the Conservatives or the Labour Party. And we vote every few, well, there's a repeated number of whatever time it is that we go and vote. Uh, and it's either every year, every two years, every five years, or every ten years. And this is when we decide um, who, who should run the country. Ah, Perla Ruby says, is that Malvinas? Yes. So uh, I believe in Argentina, the Falkland Islands are known as Malvinas. And obviously Argentina and England have a bit of disagreement about which country they should belong to. Um, so, you know, I don't have a huge opinion. <laughs> so if you're Argentinian, please don't attack me. 
But yes, they're, they're known in Argentina as Malvinas. Uh, Anna, of course, rose and not daffodils because of the Wars of the Roses. Well done. That is good knowledge. That is good English knowledge. Well done. We had the Wars of the Roses, which were different groups within the United Kingdom or within England fighting for rule over England. So, very, very good. Um, if you said every five years, we have general elections every five years. So, a general election is when the country goes to decide who becomes our leader and who, which party runs the United Kingdom. So here you can sort of see an election map. So this is what a map looks like. Each area votes for who they want to go into the parliament building. And here you can see which areas in the United Kingdom voted Labour, which voted um, for Conservatives. Uh, which voted for the Scottish National Party and the Liberal Democrats. Uh, so you can see in a map sort of how the UK voted. And you'll generally find the sort of big cities more t tend to vote more for Labour and the countryside tends to vote more Conservative, but it sort of depends. Ah, Anna, you're a historian. Okay, that makes sense. I was going to say the War of the Roses is, uh, is unique knowledge. Our next question, who was the tribal leader who fought against the Romans? Was it Cleopatra, Claudia, Boudicca, or St. Augustine? So this is way, way back, um, sort of in the year 60. So we are talking about almost, almost 2,000 years ago. Um, and this is when the Romans were taking over Great Britain um, and the people of Great Britain were fighting back against the Romans. Uh, these were the sort of Celtic tribes. And there was a tribal leader who fought against the Romans. Uh, and she was a woman. And she led thousands and thousands of warriors to try and defeat the Romans. They didn't win in the end, unfortunately. The Romans did take over um, Britain in the end. But uh, she's still a symbol of sort of She's used a lot as a symbol of the British sort of fight, fighting spirit, I guess. Uh, <laughs> this one was hard. A lot of people didn't know this. Very interesting. It's very interesting for me to see what people know and what people don't know, actually. Um, so this was Boudicca. Boudicca. And she was a sort of Celtic queen who helped... Thousands of people fight against the Romans, or she led thousands of people fighting against the Romans. One of the most important women in British history, I would say. Um, when we learn about female leaders, there's not so many, and she's one of the big ones, so very interesting. <laughs> Some of you are finding this quiz really, really hard. Um, and then this is our last question today. You have to be at least 21 years old to stand as an MP. True or false? You have to be at least 21 years old to stand as an MP. True or false? So an MP is a member of parliament, so one of the politicians that we vote into the House of Commons. Uh, do they have to be 21? Can they be younger? Do they have to be older? Uh, so these are the people who run the country and make decisions for us. So when we go to an election, these are the people that we're voting for to go into the House of Commons. Um, Marianne, I've never heard of Boudicca. 
Yeah, interesting. That's so interesting, because Boudicca, she's pretty... There's like a statue to her in the UK, and quite often you learn about her at school, as a British school child. I wouldn't say she's sort of the most famous historical figure ever. I would say someone like Queen Victoria or Queen Elizabeth are probably more famous. But Boudicca is pretty well-known. I think there's even a movie about her. So, you have to be at least 21 years old to stand as an MP. This is actually false. You can be 18 in the UK. Um, so it's a bit younger than in other countries. You can be an MP and be 18. I guess the idea is that we vote when we're 18 years old in the UK. And so if you're allowed to vote, then you should be allowed to be a politician as well, which is interesting. Um, so MPs can be 18 years old. There is a picture of Myrie Black. She was one of our youngest MPs, and I think she was sort of 19 or 20 when she did it. She was very, very young. Um, so very, very interesting. MPs can be 18. And that was the end of the British citizenship quiz. So I want to know, how did you do? Uh, how did you get on with the quiz? Yes, I could be a British citizen. That's how easy it was. Hmm, it was okay, or I need to study more. So these are the kind of questions we ask to uh, people trying to get British citizenship. Um, I have to say, I sometimes think the questions are not that useful in terms of knowing if you're right to be a citizen or not, because a lot of questions like these, a lot of British people might also not be able to answer. Um, so I'm not really sure how useful it is um, to learn some of these things if you want to be a British citizen, but you have to for the quiz. Uh, and most of you found this quiz quite hard, but some of you said it was okay. Some of you have said I could be a British citizen, um, but I hope you've enjoyed learning about these things. It looks like Boudicca is very interesting. A lot of you are very interested in Boudicca. It's definitely worth looking up Boudicca. Maybe I'll do a stream about Boudicca. Why not? Why not? That's a good idea, actually. A stream about Boudicca. I'm going to write that down. Um, and yes, uh, some of you are saying, let me know in the chat as well if you... <laughs> Ataru, I didn't have a clue. That's okay. I sometimes think we learn by getting things wrong. So if you don't know and you get the wrong answer, it helps you remember for the next time. So, very, very good. Uh, and I'm glad it sounds like, even if you didn't know, a lot of you like the country. So Karen, I don't know about the British, but I love your country. Thank you so much. Uh, Britain has a lot of amazing things, a very, very fascinating history, beautiful sights. So if you do get a chance, it is an amazing country to visit, absolutely. Um, thank you all for watching, everyone. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I hope to see you all very, very soon. So until then, my friends, bye-bye. See you all soon. Bye-bye.